You're listening to Consciously Crude. Unapologetic truths the collective is ready for. Granting permission for the incognito spiritual badass to dive deeper into the magic of their universe. Come out of the spiritual closet. Awaken your courageous heart. Step deeper into your divine power. These are the quantum upgrades your matrix is ready for. Let's dive deep. Hello and welcome to the season finale of the Consciously Crude podcast. This is the end of season one. Ooh-wee. Right? I'm so excited. <laughs> so much has happened. Yeah, a lot. When did we? St- so I just want to share. I don't know if we've shared this, perhaps on our very first episode, but right when we kind of went into lockdown. Oh, no, it wasn't when we went into lockdown. It was when you were still in your yoga teacher training. You, yeah, you messaged me in February to say, we're yeah. supposed to do a podcast called Consciously Crude. Yeah, I like got this download and you were like, I don't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, can we call it something nicer? Now I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, don't judge source. <laughs> yeah. That. Um, and here we are. Yeah, we started, we started our episodes officially. We started brainstorming in March and then we officially mm-hmm. did our first episode. Like we launched in, in June, but you and I were recording in April. Right. Okay. Now we got a time frame here. Yeah. So like very, very fresh into the world experience. I can just keep calling it experience. I refuse to refer to it as anything other than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The grand shift, if yes. you will. The, the great awakening. I love that. Yeah. And I don't mind using the word lockdown because I feel like that's what it is. And even as the lockdown becomes, became less rigid and now it seems to become more and more rigid, um, it's always been a lockdown almost like spiritually and in like in our interpersonal connections and personal connections um, so yeah, I, found, I find that even the fact that we started recording at the brink of this experience um, is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. And, and exactly what our listeners needed at the time and we needed at the time, right? We, you and I having this creative outlet has allowed us to grow and spread our wings in beautiful ways, so... And express during a time where expression is being monitored and uh, censored. (laughs) And like pushed on you too, right? Like a certain, like a certain type of expression or lack of expression that you're, you're expected of right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. There's like this, like you're either with us or you're not mentality, Mm. um, which is very dangerous, Mm -hmm. incredibly dangerous. And, um, you know, I, I remember seeing my, my son come back, come back from school and he is medically exempt. And um, yet he wanted, he, like his, you know, his uh, desire is to fit in. Right. Right. So it's like sometimes we, we, we if, when we step back and recognize that things are really not as black and white as they seem, there are so many layers to this experience um, in that, you know, as we know, there's not just this physical body, there's the mental, emotional, uh, spiritual and soul bodies. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not just having an impact on, oh, damn, we're going to be like all cooped up in the winter and oh, crap, like I can't go to the bar this weekend. It's like there's way more happening, you know? And so, yeah, um, it's also just the tangible that we're seeing out with our five senses, if you will. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, you also touched on an important point that if we have had past life experiences or our ancestors have had past life experiences where, you know, they've died from a virus or have been impacted or their family has been impacted from a virus that is in their energetic signature, right? And, Mm. and their, soul's karma if you will and um their reaction in this lifetime is going to be amplified because of that because mm-hmm. this is this is part of their teachings and mm-hmm. their their um their reasons for coming here on earth and and it, it's an opportunity to choose differently and to not choose fear but you know, we don't live in a world where a lot of us are caught connected with our spirituality and our unconscious minds. So, yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. And this Heavy. concept, this concept of karma, this, you know, we were talking earlier about this, you know, this Hindu concept that, you know, we by no means claim. Yes. Um, and we all are going to have our own perspectives on what, what these things mean. Um, and for, Isn't that for, the beauty in it all, right? Isn't exactly. That the yeah. Well, and that's exactly it, right? Is that like we all are here as individuals sharing this collective experience, but we all get to experience our own version of of this experience. Yeah, and I think that that is the point of it all in terms of how we express and how we share our perspective is needed. Not everyone is going to connect with one soul teacher, right? Or one soul person who's wanting to express and share their, their thoughts. So what is, Precisely. What is your uh, take on karma, my dear? So I went through a, um, an experience maybe a couple months back where I started to really question karma, mm-hmm. um, similar to what we were talking about in our previous episode where I was really starting to assess like, what's, what is it that I'm working through in this lifetime that is not of this lifetime? And I started to go like you know the mind my mind just started to go completely left field. I'm like, what if I did something horrible that like I don't know about and like how do I take it back and how do I fix it and started Mm. to run this whole story of like how can I make this perfect, right? Right. Human ego, how can I make this perfect and save myself through my perfection? Right, the concept of like good and bad karma. Right, labeling it. Yeah, being like, oh, if I do this thing, it's good. If I do this thing, it's bad. And especially this, this all really started to heighten for me when I, when this whole, um, like great awakening happened back in March, it started to kick off because I started to go, well, my beliefs are different than most people's. Mm -hmm. And I'm very mindful of who I share them with because I don't expect, honestly, a lot of people to understand them. Um, and not because they can't, but just because there's a level of receptivity that needs to happen before it can be really received. And there's a lot of foundational work that has to happen before that, you know, seed opens. Um, And I'm trusting. Why the fuck aren't you meditating? (laughs) Do some motherfucking introspection. (laughs) 
<laughs> and if you don't ever do introspection, then I don't want to talk with you. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. You're having a completely different experience than me and that's totally okay. Yes. Um, but I don't have to be everyone's teacher. I don't have to be everyone's favorite. I don't even have to be liked by everyone. Okay. This goes back to me and my feeling around getting those messages of like, how does it work? You know, right. it's like I, the energy that you're coming at with me at, at me with is like, no, it's mm. not the vibration that I'm going to be able to portray anything that you're going to be able to perceive. And that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm irritated by you interrupting my experience and that's my work. So mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. But it's, it's so interesting though, because through, so I guess, you know, in this episode today, it was really, um, I think that it's really valuable for us to talk about what we've learned yeah. and like what learnings have come through. And this has been a huge one for me is, and we've talked about it in previous episodes is that there is no one truth. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, there, there might be, there's multiple truths. There might be a highest truth. Um, I believe the highest truth is of love and unity and oneness mm-hmm. is God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that people for centuries have fought over this truth and what that means. Yeah. So even with that in mind, it's like, okay, but there are so many layers to that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think that my, what I've really learned is that I can't, one, I can't like everyone. And so I can't expect everyone to like me and to like my opinions. I don't expect everyone to value my opinions. But if I hold back my truth out of fear that someone's not going to like it, then I'm holding back the expression of source. I'm, I'm holding back a download or a learning that someone else might be inspired by or benefit from, or that might trigger them and, and ask them to contemplate their own integrity and their own beliefs. Word. So I think that there's this the same way that I can witness my cat and my dog live in the same house, they don't, mm. they don't really like each other. Like they, they, they tolerate each other. Mm. They accept each other. They, they give each other their own space. Mm. They're not super cuddly, but they're like, listen, we share this space mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. not going to antagonize each other over it. We're just going to accept that like, that's your bed and this is my bed. Right. Right. So I think that similarly, we can have an experience right now where we can start to look at the differences of opinion and instead of taking it personal, just go, you know what? If you want to do that, if that's your way of feeling safe, then that Mm -hmm. is totally your prerogative and that is your body sovereignty. Mm -hmm. That is your choice. Mm -hmm. But the same way that your body, you have a choice over your body, I have a choice over my body. Right. And whether you understand that is truly not my problem. Right. It honestly is not. And, you're, and the, the person who's hearing this and gets triggered might go, oh, well, you're selfish. Oh, well, you don't care about people. Oh, you're an asshole. Oh, you, you can't do anything to protect other people. And I'm going, if I spent my life des- like, de- like, you know, devoted to helping everyone else but myself and sacrificing mm-hmm. my boundaries to help everyone but myself. So toxic. So motherfucking toxic and I will be miserable at what the expense of everybody else's like I don't want to even say happiness like everyone else's comfort like you're coping for them too right there's a coping for both parties involved it's gross it's fucking gross it's so gross and it makes my skin crawl the second that anyone tries to tell me what to do with my body because I go listen Mm. I can I can absolutely hold space for someone to go you know what Amanda I'm really scared and I feel unsafe or I feel this way and that way. And I go, 
yeah, you know what? I so appreciate your experience. And if that's your boundary, then, then I'm going to have to say that I, I agree to disagree and that we're just going to have different ways of living. Right. But when that starts to become a human rights issue, right. now I'm going, why is it that we can't learn to coexist within this? And, and if someone wants to choose to live a certain way, the same way that if someone was like, I'm gay and I want to marry a gay person, we do not like, why do we have any fucking right to tell them what is right and wrong? Right. Right. Um, the, uh, the ability to have the, I want to call it luxury to discern for oneself. That's what we lack here in this fucking society is, <laughs> is the permission to discern for oneself mm. and, and to our own fault too. Right. Like we've talked about this before of giving away our own power. Mm. Uh, we go to a doctor. It's like, oh, I'm sick. What do I got to do? It's like, why don't you just ask your body? Yeah. And that's a, that's a out there concept for people. Right. Like that's like, I, I, I just tell people to ask their body sometime and they like, look at me like I have fucking five heads. Well, you are five dimensional. So <laughs> I, it's interesting that I you chose the word number five because I usually would have said three, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's, these are the things that people are not taught. And that's, and, and here's the thing, that's fine. Like if you've right. never been taught something, I'm not going to be upset with you for not understanding me. And that's why I just go, yeah, you know what? Like if you disagree with me, that's just the reality. And like, I can't change your mind, but I'm also not changing mine to make you more comfortable. Yeah, 100%. And it's also been not a struggle, but a, a deep, deep challenge. I know for me, to get to a place where I don't feel responsible for how that person's going to perceive it, right? Well, if I would be lying if I wasn't, if I didn't say right now that I still sometimes feel that way. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm still human and there's still my own karmic stuff to work on and, and to kind of circle back and talk yeah, yeah. about my perspective of karma here. Um, I started to question whether, you know, it's like everything has, um, you know, a equal and opposite reaction. So I thought if I do this good thing, I'll get this, like, I don't know. I just had this whole like tit for tat view of karma. But what, what really changed my perspective was I heard Teal Swan share about her perspective of karma. And she said, when you look in the mirror, the mirror does not tell you you're fat and ugly. Mm. It doesn't do that. It's, it literally just exists. Mm. It's just there. And Similarly, the universe just exists. It's not here to punish you. It's not here to do anything. It simply just exists. But you are the observer. And if you look at the mirror and have your judgments, then that's what you're going to see. Right. So karma to me is all about um, recognizing that choices that we made are simply just choices. And you can always, within the free will of your experience, choose a different perspective, choose a different lens. Right. And this is, the, this is what has, um, this is the difference between two people going through the exact same experience and having a completely different perspective on it. Right. Right. Um, so when it comes to our karma, there are like, we are like, we look at nature and we see, let's say a lion eating a deer. Mm -hmm. Like the lion is not like the bad guy for eating the deer. Like, <laughs> The lion is a lion and the deer is a deer. And that is just the karma of the universe. It's not good nor bad. It simply is. Right. Yeah. We label good and bad. And I think, 
Like it's kind of silly. It, it's kind of funny when you go a little higher up, when you stop yeah. living within the ego and you just go a little, like you see, you step back, you go, all of this just is happening. Right. And I'm not just this passenger in life that I'm just, it's like, oh, shit's happening to me because right. I was a bad person. It's like, right. if, if you think, if you feel like you're a bad person, then confront your shadow shit and change that. Right. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I'd, li- I'd like to just like offer like sort of my perspective of how like that karma comes to be so that people kind of yeah. understand the lens that we're speaking through. Yeah. Um, you know, we have our spirit and we have our soul. And I, I think it's often easy for us to not understand or really know the difference between the two of them. So the spirit being that internal flame, that divine essence of you, that's always connected to source, God, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is forever bathing in a healing light and cannot be traumatized or hurt or damaged. Um, And it, is the place within us where we can have our own divine truths and our own divine knowings. Um, And, you know, I think I was saying this earlier to you, spirit, as it bathes in its oneness and perfection, it it gets a little dull after a while. Mm -hmm. And it, it decides that it wants to accomplish something, you know, a, a, a mission, of bringing love where love and love isn't existing. And it does that by creating an aspect of itself into a soul. And that soul then crosses the space time continuum and exists in a certain time period where it has interactions with other beings and you know, that's challenging. And we make a lot of mistakes when we do that. Mm-hmm. And I and unconscious mistakes too. Like we were talking absolutely. about in a past episode, like if you interfere with someone else's karma, cause you're trying to help. Right. Absolutely. Like this quote unquote false coming from a place of love where it's just like, no, you're just coping with your own shit. You don't even know it. But, <laughs> but so in my eyes, like karma is not good or bad, but karma is this collection of mistakes that we have made or like, I don't even want to say good or bad behavior, but like errant behavior, if you will. Just choices. Just choices. Exactly. As you were just saying. And so, yeah, it's, it's recognizing that karma is this collection and it is here to show you where you still have teachings to gain. Mm-hmm. So like how fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. And ultimately at the end of the day, like we as a human species have, we, we learn and love stories. We learn through stories and we love stories. So, you know, we watch the lion eat the deer and we go let's create a cartoon where the lion is the bad guy and the deer is the good guy like we create these hero villain victim relationships separations right right we go oh this villain right it's and we start to look at things from a place of that is what it is there is no other way that's the story we've created the story and we're observing the story through that lens um yeah i also want to note that like 
when we when we do that like the the whole concept of oh the lion's the villain mm-hmm. um that's also y- you denying your shadow right because yeah. you're saying the villain is bad i am not the villain i am separate from the villain that is not me and that is your shadow self ladies and we, gentlemen we all have and like about to drop a truth bomb so like mm-hmm. buckle up we all have the archetypes of villain, victim, and when I say hero, martyr. Right, right. right. We, we paint the brush that the hero is, oh, the valiant hero. We're all in this together. We can get through anything. Let's, let's sacrifice ourselves for the greater good. No, right. stop fucking sacrificing yourself. You're not helping right. anyone. You're yeah. actually playing into the, like, into the perpetrator's game. Yeah, 100%. So can I also can I also add that we also have like the shadow of the prostitute and the addict and the psycho and the yeah. murderer and the rapist. Yeah. yeah. There was a the really beautiful, Yeah, totally. And to deny those things is denying. It's also um it's anything that you're you've you've shared this with me. You've taught me this. It's like anything that you hear and go, "No, no, no, that's not me." Yeah. Uh take a better look. There are aspects of you that are doing that and it's about learning to accept them. Right, and that's the thing. Like when you're when you're not accepting them, you're you're projecting them out, and they're controlling your life, and you're calling it fate. Right, right? and 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 that's quoted from Carl Jung, who mm-hmm. actually termed the shadow. Mm-hmm. It was his work, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's like just flip the script for yourself. Right, just just do yourself a favor. And 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 bring some self compassion and acceptance and and curiosity, right? Right, curiosity of who you actually are, because this quote unquote personality that we've been told and conditioned into, it's not it's not you. The, you are so expansive. Word. Right, like, and and in being expansive, it's not just being like, ah, I'm an angel. Woe is me. It's like. You are expansive, meaning you are equal parts yin and yang, shadow and light. You know, you might want to say, quote unquote, good and bad. Like you've made decisions. You're not a, if you were all light, you would just literally be spirit. You would be floating fucking away. (laughs) You you would be getting concussions here on earth because you're too much in your fucking upper chakras. Yeah. Get grounded. Feel your shit. Yes. Get into your body. Stop fasting and smoking so much weed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, those things aren't inherently bad. It's just, it's honoring, and you know that, right? It's like, it's honoring. Girl, that, you know I like my weed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's honoring your, um, your human. Like, if we look at the teachings of Mary Magdalene, other stuff that I've been really le- learning over the past couple months is like, Mary Magdalene was the divine feminine embodied. And through her teachings, she was both, embodied completely in her in her spirit and divine while concurrently being equally embodied in her shadow Mm. right so people labeled her as the prostitute it's like was she first of all was she even a prostitute who knows but why does that shadow then negate her light it doesn't right so her her she spoke of true freedom pause yeah then i want to ask like what's wrong with being a prostitute nothing Right? It's just the judgment and the labels that we've put on it, the stories around it. It's the judgment of looking in the mirror and being like, that's ugly. I don't like it. If any women can make money off of the wounded masculine and their horniness, <laughs> yes, girl. Yes. 
you are killing it. Like, let's be honest. Well, that's playing in the shadow, right? Is it? If it's in that person's shadow, but if they have completely integrated it, is it still a shadow? Well, this is it, is that now it's like, and we talked about this in, in the polarities episode, I was like, is the shadow really the shadow or is it just the light? It, there was this confusion of like, wait, hold on, like <laughs> brain fart, like skip in the matrix for a second because this yeah. is where your shadow is your salvation. It is right. your, it is where you find your spiritual center is through the darkness. Right. Because right. in recognizing that even in, you know, I had one, one uh, client once tell me, they said, Amanda, I was so sick and like they were, they were uh, unable to work. Like they were like at home, like concussed. And they were like, I'm, I was so useless. I had nothing to offer. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't help myself. Like I was completely useless. And I still was able to recognize, am I still worthy of love being in this position? Mm. Right. So it's like in our, in our most darkest hour, it's like, can you still find the worthiness to be like, and I'm still worth it and I'm still enough and I'm still deserving mm. and I can still grow. Um, because at the end of the day, like we are all, no one is perfect. It's an illusion. Mm-hmm. It's smoke and mirrors. And the more integrated we are with our, um, with our most primitive self, our, you know, when we think of, uh, prim- I was listening to something saying like, you know, our, we think of like a primitive culture. We're like, oh, they're so primitive. They're so uneducated. And it's like the word primitive has prime in it. Like they are in their prime. They are closest to source because they're closest to nature and nature is God, mm. right? So when we can be within our, our nature and that nature is our emotions, it's our raw, real shadow. It's like the deep wounded archetypes. When you can actually play within that, and learn how to navigate that and accept all that you are, you're like, I'm everything. And that's, that's enough. I'm good. <laughs> well, it should be if it's fucking everything. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> like, what more do you want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What more do you want? And like, what do you, and what do you want? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, life is a catalog. Mm-hmm. A, Sear- <laughs> a Sears catalog. No. <laughs> thinking like I don't think catalog. It doesn't like, even like, exist. I don't even. I, think I'm anymore. thinking of like the old Christmas Sears catalogs that I would yes. look through at Christmas and like look at all like the kids' toys when I was when I was a little tyke. It's so funny. Did, did they go under though? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they went under. Okay. Yeah. See you, Sears. R.I.P. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. What else are we chatting about? So, is there anything else that you have learned, Jasmine, over the past? Uh, nine months, you know, as we've birthed this COVID baby together, consciously <laughs> crude baby. Um, <laughs> so anything else that you find has been um, an awakening for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had shared back in an early episode uh, titled Getting Off the Relationship Escalator. Mm-hmm. about how my partner Mike and I at the time um, were transitioning spaces where we were going to live separately but still try to work on our monogamous relationship. And um, that quickly unfolded to not be in alignment for either of us. Um, but we are still very, very good friends. And I share this on my Instagram recently. And um, what this whole experience has taught me 
is I can not only choose myself and choose what's in my heart, but I can do so in a very gentle way. I don't have to be so angry about reclaiming myself mm-hmm. and reclaiming my power. Mm-hmm. And I think for the beginning of, definitely at the beginning of my journey, like I, I was an angry kid. Like mm-hmm. I went through a major punk phase. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I should do a throwback photo. I want to see one. I can imagine <laughs> just like the like side sweat bang and like the like. <laughs> I had nine piercings. I would go to Actually? shows at, yeah, I would go to shows at like Cafe de Cuff and Mavericks and Club Saw downtown. Club Saw doesn't even exist anymore. Um, I love that. I wonder if I saw yeah. you there. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I loved Cafe de Cuff and Mavericks. They were like my favorite. It was like my favorite like Friday night is going to see like some punk band play. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would sometimes like do the whole mosh pit thing. There's lots of times where there's a couple times actually where I'd be standing, especially where like Mavericks or uh, Babylon, that's the other one where the stages are so low, right? Yeah. So I'd be standing at the front of the stage. And um, one time I got kicked in the back of the head by someone who was doing some stupid fucking mosh and I just dropped. <laughs> oh um, and then at Babylon, there's a band I w- called Every Time I Die. Yeah. <laughs> And I got smoked in the face by either gu- the guitar or the bass. You're, like, You're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should call your next retreat every time I die. <laughs> <laughs> All the ego deaths. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, what the heck was I talking about? Oh, so yeah, at the beginning of the spiritual journey, um, it was a lot of like being angry and like expressing that anger and like reclaiming my power in that way, which was valid for me, right? I had mm. that anger built up in my body. I needed to express it. I have done all my honoponos towards everyone who has came in my path during that time. And if, if you know who you're, who, you know, that this is directed towards you, then um, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and now I like, especially over this experience with Mike, it's like, I don't have to, I don't have to roar so much and Mm -hmm. I don't have to, um, feel unsafe because that's ultimately what it is, is a a feeling unsafe of speaking my truth. Yeah. Um, I've been able to really settle into my experience as what I do and who I am and what my life's work is and not feel like I need to have validation from anything external. Um, I've had this conversation with you before. It's nice to have confirmation Mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I get that through people that are close to me, you, Talina, uh, Michael, because since we're so close still and, you know, like those, those handful of people that you have in your life that you you can just feel at home with, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's been my experience mostly is, is and what's special about it is how it has allowed me to open up to places within myself that I wouldn't have before. And that's why my gifts have developed so strongly over these last nine months. And uh, my practice has, has shifted and changed like so rapidly in such yeah. a beautiful way. Um, but also in my personal experience, um, 
you know, <laughs> we're yep. not going to get into it on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but um, I've just been allowed, I've just allowed myself to really explore and be curious about my experience and what I want and what I don't want. And, and um, it's been beautiful mm-hmm. and playful, very mm-hmm. playful. It's so fun. I find like, I just, I remember where I was like a couple of years ago when I went through a big breakup and I was like, I'm just ready to just discover Mm. what I want. And my motto at the time was there's no harm in experimenting. Word. And it's just like, there's so much, there's so much peace in that to just be like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm not one thing. I'm many, I'm many archetypes. I I'm allowed to explore all of these versions of self. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think there's like this elephant in the room right now. So I'm just going to say that like, in terms of the sexual experience and that entering my 30s. Yeah. Women talked about this, but like, I didn't know it was real. (laughs) Um, Especially if you do the work, you know, in your 20s, if you're doing the work and you really take the time to know and be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And there's such a, there's such a freedom in like claiming back your power over sex. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that I, I, this is kind of, it has to do with sex, but also things in the human experience that some of us might deem shadowy. Yeah. I, I believe that truly diving into those is for me play. This is how I play is, very, is, is connecting with the human experience in that shadowy way, like, like getting a bunch of snacks and watching Netflix all night, like mm-hmm. that, and doing mushrooms while doing so, like that's hilarious and <laughs> so much fun. Um, and it's, it's like for me, like that's how as an adult I play because mm-hmm. most, of, most of my day and my experience and my work is very much um, like – just off in space or like meditating or um, like even when I'm with clients, like I, I'm, I'm connected. Right. And so mm-hmm. for me to come down and really use those experiences in moderation, mm-hmm. um, it's really helpful Yeah, in, in the self-acceptance piece. It's so, yeah. I remember similarly when I remember, uh, in my, like, I'm like, there's no harm in experimenting phase. I'm like, I'm still in that phase. Let's be real. Um, But there were things that I was like, am I really going to go there? I'm really going to do that. And it was Mm. like almost, it can almost be a little like underwhelming. Okay. (laughs) Like I would get to the other side and be like, that really wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. Like that was actually really easy. And and like not, not boring or bad, but just more like, why was I so scared? Like, okay, gotcha. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Um, Well, and and that's, that's a question that I like to ask clients, you know, when they're speaking of a fear, it's like, what's on the other side of that fear? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what's really over there? And then, you know, if you contemplate that and and try to connect with that piece, it's like, yeah, that's doable. It's reachable. Yeah. 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 So what about you? Any major teachings over these last nine months that's come into mind? You've had oh. shifts and change too. You moved in with Roberto. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've had so became many. became a stepmom. Oh, yeah. there's that big piece. 
Well, that was already, that was, I mean, Roberto and I have been together for over two years. So it's already, that's already been, it's more just that that's integrated differently. Well, living um, together, I think that that's like a whole nother intensity, yeah. if you will. Totally. Cause it's now, it's no longer just like, oh, like when I see, when I see my son, it's like he, he lives here. Like this is his <laughs> home too. So, right. um, and even, I don't, know, I don't know how you do it. I like power to you. Oh, thanks. Power it's, to you. It's actually been, well, and this is where I've learned so much through him because without, like I, it's almost like I get to get my feet wet into having children because mm. um, I get to confront all of my stuff. Like, I mean, it's not like he's just like, mm. it's not like this is his only purpose. It's just, I get to recognize that um, without him, I would not have moved through this, mm. right? Because I would have, I, I either would have not move through it at all or I would have only moved through it when I inevitably like you know made my own decision at at one point whether or not I decide to have children so it's like I'm not ready to face my shadows with children yo you know what I'm not either but it's like kind (laughs) of like in my face and I'm just doing it anyway you know universe that's like again you know the how is not up to us in the universe and that those schemes behind the scenes are are working whether we want them to or not yeah well the the experience that i've been having with motherhood um it's been unfolding over the past ever like truly since roberto and i started dating um but even more so over the past little while where there's been this feeling in my body and it's separate from my desire my like mind's desire my body is like put a baby in me and i'm like yo (laughs) chill the fuck out like and and that's the feeling of like there's a disconnect between Mm. where you're like you know when you're in your 30s it's like your body shifts and Mm. then there's confusion around well is that really what i want or is that just what like i'm biologically predisposed to want or is that what i've been socially told Mm. to want or is that just what like i'm expecting myself to want because i'm in this awesome relationship with you know an awesome man and his and his awesome son um there's a lot of confusion so i'm just kind of sitting with it. Um, but it's been a, a, a massive, massive grief experience where I accepted that I was like, I, again, like the same way that I can't um, control when I'm going to die, I kind of like to a degree can't control whether this is going to happen or not for me. Well, exactly. um, the plans are in motion. Well, and people are like, you can just not have sex. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fucking solution is that? No. That's not, that doesn't make sense. And, and they are cut off from play. Right. And it's like, it's like, I understand, I understand the logic of that statement, but like, is that really realistic? Right. Right. And it's like, even if you, like you hear of all these people that they. Ooh, I love that you just, that asked that, like asking, questioning if the logic, because you see the logic is realistic, right? Mm -hmm. Because for a lot of people, logic is reality and that's that whatever's logic and reason is reality everything else is woo woo logic can be so diluted word like if you are able to if you are able to find an argument for it it is quote-unquote logical but it's not honoring the multiple truths that exist exactly if you go this is the one way oh well just don't have sex and you won't have a kid Oh, just, it's like, oh, just put like, you know, an IUD and, and just, you know, put, pump your body full of hormones and like, there's your solution. I'm like, I'm not looking to compromise and sacrifice myself. It's, it's like, 
It's like having a cat and being like, oh, you scratch the furniture? I'll just, I'll just take your claws out. Oh, my God. It's like, well, why don't you just honor that the cat is going to be a cat and stop trying to change it? Like, I'm looking to face my stuff instead of trying to avoid it and change it and pretend it's not there. Right. That's control, right? And a lot of us have issues with control, unconsciously right. or consciously. Totally. And like, I'm not, I'm not privy to that either. Like I'm fully, I'm fully there also. So it's more so that I I confront that I'm like, there's a control piece that wants to be in control of this decision. And to a degree I am, and to a degree I'm not. I recognize that my control piece came out, comes out a lot in my relationships or let me rephrase. It has been a pattern that I've recognized in past relationships. And it feels like something that I've been able to heal going through with Mike, but my control was knowing that him and I living together and being together in this time and space isn't working, Mm -hmm. but I would, I I stayed in the relationship probably a year or two longer than I probably should have. Yeah. Um, And shifted and changed and tried to make things work and had conversations and did certain practices and talked to certain people and like yeah that's trying to make it work and that's beautiful but it's also me trying to control because in my gut in my heart Mm -hmm. in my intuition it was smacking me in the face and I knew deep down that I I needed to leave and I just didn't want to do that right but it's because this is one of my deep wounds and 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 um things that I'm needing to heal in this lifetime. And um, yeah, it's again, goes back to that piece that I think I mentioned on the last episode of, of me not taking care of myself the way that I know that I need to mm-hmm. in these, in these subtle aspects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or not so subtle. Right. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like, for me, the control, I feel like um, my, my, uh, my filter, my like experience, my life experience has kind of like shown me that a lot of people don't really have children. Um, how do I phrase this? They have children from both conscious and unconscious motivations from both light and shadow motivations, right? Sure. Light motivation. Oh, I want to, I want to bring life into this earth and I want to love someone more than I was loved. And like, that sounds like a lot of light, but that can actually be quite a shadow motivation of I don't yeah. want the past to repeat itself, so I'm going to do everything possible to undo my trauma through this other person vicariously. Instead of sitting, sitting with it yourself. Right. And so when it comes to children, I have such a high respect for children and find that they're often not given that respect. And mm-hmm. even myself, being someone who's highly conscious, like I know that unconsciously sometimes I don't give that respect. Um, just purely unconsciously. And so it's not within my, like, I don't, within my heart of hearts go, I know that I'm, I'm going to have a child. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to have a kid. Like if I do, I do. And if I don't, I don't. And I think there's that, that level of acceptance, right. Of just like, that just is what is. Yeah. Um, and that may not have come through had I not been within this global experience of like, so there's stuff that's happening. You don't Mm -hmm. like it but can you accept it? Mm, right? right. There are different opinions that people are sharing. You don't like them, but can you accept them? Right. Right. Mm. Can you just honor that that's just what is and what other, what someone else is going through and it's just choices and it's not good nor bad. It just is. Right. Yeah. Detaching, right? Detaching from the narratives and the judgments and the perceptions that you have and just opening up to, mm. to 
to be just a presence or to hold space, right? And we're getting into that like more divine masculine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners, we're going to wrap up this season with asking each other the four questions that we've been asking all of our guests. So Jasmine, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm going to like close my eyes here. Yeah, just just sink in, tap into your heart, tap into your sacrum. We want to just say like the first thing that comes to our mind. And be like, yes. Organic with it. Fully, exactly. Okay. Jasmine, when do you feel most powerful? This is coming through and I'm like trying to search for something else because it's interesting. I wouldn't expect it, but um, really when I'm connected with others and like channeling and downloading for them and, and like in session. Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> I won't judge it. Yeah. What's one thing in the modern world that's got to go? Oh God, you know, this is hard for me. There's so many things. Um, well, at its core, let's say white supremacy because that would fix everything. Well, I shouldn't say everything, but like most things. <laughs> and systemic racism, but I feel like that's tied up in it. Yeah. What's the one thing this world needs more of? Ooh, um, selfishness. Ooh. Because I, like, I, I say that because I, I really believe that people's perception of selfishness and what self, being selfish is, is, is like a projection in itself and it's actually how that person needs to show up for themselves and there's just a deep fear and an unworthiness there yeah um, i think especially if we're grounded in love and 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 our intentions are good it, it, we're not being selfish for hatred or negative reasons so like let's throw that narrative out the window please okay bye <laughs> i love you <laughs> okay and what's the best piece of advice you've ever received Trust yourself. Very simple. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Your turn. I, I'm a little worried. I'm like, what am I going to say? I feel like I would have <laughs> said all those things. All right. Let's see what else wants to come through. I'm going to tap right. in. All right. Close your eyes. Take a couple breaths. <sighs> Shake it off. All right. All right. Amanda, when do you feel the most powerful? Hmm. When I'm in my heart. Hmm. What's one thing in the modern world that's got to go? Like postmodernism. <laughs> what does that mean? Postmodernism is actually, um, it's something that I was learning about a little bit recently. And it was um, the, it's, it's like this like disregarding of logic, which is so funny because it's like, but it's, but I, what I, when I think about logic at its core, yeah. it's like true logic, not logic of like smoke and mirrors. Okay. 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 So like I think about, cause yeah, okay. that's just what's coming up. But I'm like, that's cool. just, we're going to honor that. Yeah. And I think that when I think about that answer, it just came through and I'm like, I feel like what this world needs more of is a different future narrative. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I'm, over, foundation. I'm just like over this like woe is us like we're all doomed the world is over cancel 2020 i'm like y'all just like hang tight and like believe that heaven on earth is real and it's coming and just like keep putting your focus there and like they're like fuck new normal no fucking new normal that can go suck yeah. a dick yeah yeah a big fat fucking dick i'm not interested <laughs> <laughs> 
What is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Be yourself. Mm-hmm. Another simple but so, so important mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably would have said trust your gut, but you said that. So be yourself. Cool. I said trust yourself. True. True, true, true. You're not, a, you're not a sacral being. You're an emotional being, yes? Yeah. Okay, okay. My sacral's defined, though. Yeah. Uh, so, that completes season one. And I'm stoked about it. And I'm also super amped about the plans we have for season two. Yeah. We already have our guests lined up. We're going to have four new questions that we ask them all at the end and it's gonna be amazing so yeah anything you want to say before we tune out for or disconnect or whatever you want to say sign off yeah (laughs) yeah i suppose all that i will say is that this has been such a beautiful experience and i it brings me such joy that I just see such beautiful things for this podcast and our time together, Jasmine. And I'm just really, mm-hmm. really grateful. And um, I'm really excited to see what season two has in store as well. I'm very, very excited. Absolutely. There's one more thing I want to say. Yeah. There's a lot of times where people message me saying that they listen to the episodes and it's almost like a sensation of them having a conversation with us and that it's just so organic and they feel feel like our presence and I want to say that like listeners we feel you too and we love you so fucking much yes absolutely and like reach out to us and have a conversation like we would love to chat about how you feel and what you take from the episodes and your thoughts like Mm -hmm. what good is this platform if it's just for us to talk at people right so yeah don't be shy Thanks for tuning into the show this week. We are so grateful for another opportunity to dive deep with you. If you want to connect with us even further, head to our website, www.consciouslycrude.com. There you will find how to get in touch with both of us, upcoming events and workshops, and links to our social media platforms. We always welcome your input, so feel free to comment your questions, make guest suggestions, and let us know what you learned. And it is so, so, so appreciated that you please rate, comment, and share so we can grow this conscious collective platform. With gratitude, Amanda and Jazz.